the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money invested, and more. There's a new scam going around. And it would terrify you if it hits you. So let me tell you what it is. It's kind of an email scam, but there's also a letter-written version of it. And they quote one of your old passwords. Knowing that you're going to be very naive and go, did I change my password or did I change my password? Because it won't say which password it is. It won't say which account it's tied to. It just says that here's the password. You use the password freedomfries123. Attacker probably took your password from a publicly available database of old leaked passwords and email addresses. So relax. The emails are all slightly different, or even the mailed versions. Subject line has that password. Sender says they have used that password to hack your computer, install malware, and record video of you through your webcam. Sometimes it says that, sometimes it doesn't. They're typically looking for about $1,200 to $1,600. They mention things like don't go to the police, um... You know, Bitcoin's the best way to do this. <clears throat> and just be cautious because it's a scammy email. And, you know, certainly I think everyone should have a password manager, like one password. And it could have been databases that have been stolen from LinkedIn, Yahoo, eBay. It long time coming, right? So change your passwords on a regular basis. It's a scam. They know nothing about you. They don't have video of you. They're not accessing your webcam. But I can imagine that being pretty startling for some people to see their actual password on a piece of paper or screen. So get your stuff together, people. (laughs) 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. There was an interesting flag. Is that how I'm going to call this today? There was an interesting flag recently. Southern California home sales crashed. Now, one of the worst things you could do, in my opinion, is get real estate advice from a realtor. Because they're going to say things along the lines of, oh, it'll always come back. I've, I've heard it so many times. And things don't always come back. And you should have a caveat that says things don't always come back, but probably, likely, if there's jobs around here, they'll come back. But you, you don't hear that. And you don't hear about you know taking into account different states and... Uh, but anyway, that's that's totally different. But sales of both new and existing homes and condos dropped 11.8% year over year. Now, this is Southern California. Now, we all live in different places, right? Location, location, location. The median price of a home in Southern California is more expensive than the median price of a home in Iowa. 536250 bucks, And that's the price paid up 7% year over year. California is one of the leading housing markets in the nation, and it's been a predicator, predictor, for the rest of the country. So sales fell 1.1% to 
compared with May, but the average change from May to June going back to 1988 is a 6% gain. Sales of both new and existing homes and condos dropped 11.8% year over year. Now, Southern California, you're like, Southern California is big. Tell me where we're talking about. L.A., Riverside, San Diego, Ventura, San Bernardino, and Orange Counties. Now, you can start getting into some of the semantics, like there was one less business day and such, but an 11% drop is an 11% drop. It's not the worst thing. Sometimes it's pause that refreshes. The median price for all Southern California homes, $536,000. Now, sales below $500,000 dropped 21%. On a year-over-year basis. While deals of $500,000 or more fell about 3%. Home sales of a million dollars or more last month rose just a tad less than 1%. So you can't say that one category is doing really, really well, because it's not. The rise in mortgage rates over the past six months has increased significantly your monthly payment. Home prices have been rising everywhere. Critical shortage prices usually lag sales by several months. So the number of homes, the supply, supply and demand, supply and demand, the supply of homes for sale increased annually in June for the first time in three years. So a little bit of inventory, someone will buy your house. If there's a ton of inventory, someone will come in your house and say, I want a discount. So that's out there. One of the stories that kind of doesn't have me weepy today, but kind of. The head of Chrysler and Fiat dies at age 66. Sergio Marchion, he engineered a merger of the auto industry's weakest companies, Fiat and Chrysler, and turned the combination into a cash-generated machine, dead at age 66. He was pretty charismatic. If you ever get a chance to really study and hang out in Wall Street and kind of get the culture, CEOs can make or break a company, and he was one of the ones that made a company. Now, I got kind of sad and weepy when... He kind of died unexpectedly, and they took him out of power very, very fast. So his health took a turn for the worse. He had complications after undergoing a surgical procedure on his right shoulder. So 66 feels early to me, right? And then you look at him, and you go, wait, wait, wait. Complications from surgery on a shoulder? Oh. I wonder if he, had, I wonder if he could go back in time if he'd still have that surgery. Are we doing too many surgeries? Like, a lot of questions start coming up. So he was on his way out, and it was well communicated that he was on his way out in 2020. Um, he was a star in the auto industry, and his death marks the end of an era in Detroit, where he was one of the larger-than-life CEOs. He relished the auto industry orthodoxy. He was ahead of rivals in some key automotive trends. You know, all very, very important stuff for us to stop and digest. And again, once I'm saddened. That a complications from a shoulder surgery are being tied to it. I would much rather die from a car crash. I'd much rather die from a drug overdose. I would much rather die from, like, uh, you're electing, like, a surgery? Like, you didn't even do it to yourself there, right? It's just your body didn't make it. I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, maybe it was a bad cut. Maybe it was a bad reaction to a drug. I don't know. But I just saw that, and I go, ooh, complications. Like, I don't know. That's not good. There's no bueno. No bueno. So 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about money investing and more. Um, for the $522 million mega millions jackpot winner, um, you're going to have a big tax bill. Keep it a secret. 
for a little while. Uh, you need a lump sum of $303 million or yearly payments of $17 million over 30 years. You're going to be fine either way. But get a lump sum if, you're, if you've got some cojones and you can figure out you know, how to allocate such. But strongly, strongly protect your ticket. Keep quiet. Take a deep breath. Get an attorney. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to me. I do appreciate it. I pledge if you listen, I'm going to do everything I can on a regular basis to bring you good, solid content. Won't happen each and every day, I know that. There'll be some misses. The action we're seeing in Bitcoin tells you that it's probably going to make a play this year. There's a lot of talk about ETFs. There's a lot of talk about, you know, what it's like a year later, that it didn't go to zero, that it put in some work, that, yeah, it did have an exciting 12 months, or I guess at this point in time about 10 that it's really had just kind of a rip, per se. Um, but with that being said, uh, what do I have to throw at you? Uh, Bitcoin looks like it could have an interesting play at the end of the year. I own no Bitcoin. A lot of good news and earnings recently. Alphabet, Biogen, United Technologies. All doing A-OK. And that gave the market a broad-based set of buying interests. Wow. 79 people killed in a wildfire in Greece. Things can change pretty fast in your life. One of the reasons to get insurance. So the broader market gains right now seem to be trying to take cues from some of the mega-cap stocks like Apple and Alphabet and Microsoft and Salesforce. So... We're in good hands. Earning season's okay. The economy's okay. Tariffs are starting to become very, very, very pestering. You're seeing companies like GM come out and say, we have some earnings warnings due to steel and aluminum. Same thing with Fiat Chrysler. So a lot fewer bonuses, a lot, lot less action, a lot less raises going around when companies are trimming results instead of expanding them. Now, Facebook hits an all-time high. Ahead of earnings. European Commission President Juncker and President Trump are going to meet today. And that'll get some headlines stirring right around 1030 Pacific time. So they're going to talk trade barriers, tariffs, subsidies. So there'll be some headlines. Oil which prices are stubbornly staying thing. right around which is- $70 a barrel, $68, $69 a barrel right now. So oil's not really a problem as far as inflation goes. Uh... When it starts to crack above 80, it starts to really not slow an economy, but put tapping the brakes on the economy. So that's out there. Uh, Mega Billions winner. I saw the odds of winning the both jackpots. One in 75 quadrillion. That's 15 zeros. So good luck trying to hit both jackpots. Uh, God, man, casinos just drives me crazy. There was a store in San Jose who sold the ticket, and they were, of course, excited. 
um, $522 million one-time cash payout. So I just that, that stuck with me, the odds of winning both jackpots, one in 75 quadrillion. Average American spends what per year on lottery tickets? $200. The average resident or the state with the highest? Uh, Massachusetts. $735 annually on lottery tickets. Whoa. That's too much. Um, if you live in New York, $33 a month. That's not bad. So the odds of winning scratchers, those little instant winning tickets that you can buy for a buck, two bucks, up to 50 bucks, they're better than playing the lottery, but it's still no great way to get rich, you know? Are you with me? Or are you against me? you got to choose a side because this is a civil war. And I don't know what that means. I was taken aback with a lot of sadness when I read John Stamos's email. Facebook security chief was brutally honest back in March. Um, Congress was grilling the company. And back in March, I was like, this is going to be a buying opportunity, so pick up some shares of Facebook. Now, Stamos isn't the good-looking John Stamos. He's Alex Stamos. He's the outgoing chief security officer. So he felt he's leaving the company. But he did it in a, a, a timely, in a slow, predictable kind of fashion. He lives in my neighborhood, and his kids live in my neighborhood. And his email kind of just rocked me in kind of a sad way. Um, it's last thing that it says is that, you know, I've got three young kids under 12, and I realize I've spent 75% of my time away from my youngest child fighting Russians and misinformation. Um, now, again, 75%. Let's say you're a working dad. You sleep eight hours a day. That's one-third. So getting to 75% is not the world's craziest math. But it does tell you. We live on this planet for a very finite amount of time, and I don't think in the end anyone's going to say, well, his tombstone said he fought the Russians for information issues. Great dude, by the way, and great wife. Uh, great couple. So 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. New home sales dropped to an eight-month low in June. Okay. I did a segment, content on some Southern California home prices dropping. Now I'm doing one on the national home sales. Dropped to an eight-month low. Now that's new homes. The survey is based on a sample of houses sold and selected from a building permits. So it's not perfect science. Uh, it tends to be very volatile month to month on economic data. That's why you always try to trend it and then smooth it out. New homes in the South account for the bulk of transactions, down 7.7%. The South shall rise again. What was that from? I don't even know. I'm going to go ask Google during the commercial break. <coughs> you ever feel like you have a hair in the back of your throat? Oh, it's disgusting. I know you're saying, Rob, you don't even have that much hair on your head. I don't. Anyhow, anyway, I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money investing and more. Find me online at Rob Black's show. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Trump tariff taxes, economies, insurance, wills, trusts, estate plans, college costs, savingforcollege.com. It's a good website. Good website for credit card information, creditcards.com or bankrate.com. I'm Rob Black talking money investing and more.
Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. And don't forget the weeknight replay at 7. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. Waymo struck a deal in Walmart. This is a pretty fascinating one. Um, Waymo, self-driving car, and obviously Walmart, Walmart, big retail company, lots of parking spaces, a lot of holiday stories about America shopping and getting toys and pushing people over. Now, Waymo is the division of Google that does the self-driving autonomous cars, right? They've got something going on. Walmart, AutoNation, Avis, Waymo is talking with all of them. And Waymo is saying, we'll do some autonomous vehicles to pick up customers and drive them to various locations in the Phoenix area, which they're doing the trials right now. In some cases, customers will be offered savings or deals in order to be shoveled around in Waymo vehicles. And uh, I kind of like the idea. You know, for Walmart, customers will be offered savings to place orders for groceries on Walmart.com. As the orders are processed, a Waymo vehicle will come pick you up at your home, come bring you to the store, get you your groceries, put you back in the car, and take you home. In AutoNation, the idea is customers are having vehicles serviced at AutoNation, at the dealership. They're going to be offered rides in Waymo rather than a loaner car. Loaner car you have all day long, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. Well, not, that's not a loaner car, but you get the idea. AutoNation could break that up. Avis Waymo vehicles will drop off and pick up rental car customers at two locations in Phoenix suburb of Chandler. There's a company called Element Hotel, which select guests of the hotel in Chandler will have access to Waymo vehicles to use on local trips. So the self-driving car thing is coming along. We're late 2018, mid to late innings of 2018. A couple more years, we're going to be there. Let's go to a phone call. Let's see, we have someone in... Berkeley. Toby Berkeley. Toby. Hey, Rob. How are you? I'm okay at best. What's up? Uh, big listener of the show. Big fan. First time calling. Thanks so much. I have a question um, about yes. retirement. Uh, I always hear this magic number, you know, you should be able to withdraw 4% of your retirement savings, you know, each year. Um, but my question is, I think one should be able to get, on average, more than 4%, um, you know, in various investments. So wouldn't your money last forever if you're only withdrawing 4% a year? Or is that just inflation that people say that? Yeah, there's a couple thoughts here, and, and thanks for the call. I'll ramble on for a couple minutes. Um, the 4% rule is the rule of thumb, which uh, that's always going to get you in trouble. Um, and... It's rule of thumb, so you try not to run out of money. And the goal is, is when you're 80 or 90, you're not going to be able to go back to work. So you don't want to run out of money from what you've collected up to age 60 or so. The 4% rule is a rule of thumb. It seeks to give you steady income consistently. A lot of experts consider the 4% withdrawal rate safe, as withdrawals basically consist primarily of interest and dividends. So if you can get 2 to 4% in a dividend yield and you're pulling... That four, are you getting close to that four percent? You're not, you know, breaking down a lot of the equity in your portfolio. 
life expectancy plays a big role in whether the 4% rule is going to work out for you over time or not. But a lot of historical modeling says that you should be okay. A lot of people in the 1990s, there was a kind of a school of thought that maybe 5% is a safe amount for retirees to withdraw each year. And then you're going to get into situations where we've had above average historical returns from 2002 to 2018. Or how about our last nine years? We've been in a nine-year bull market. We're going to go through times where it, it underperforms, and that's normal and that's okay. I don't think you can expect to get 10% each year, every year, for the rest of your life. A lot's going to play out with how socialist does the country become? How capitalist do we remain? Where's the common ground in between? And when I say socialist, let's just say our, our students have $1.5 trillion in debt. At what point in time do we go, we need to wipe that out? We need to help these guys because they need to go find spouses and make babies and contribute to the economy. Um, so I'm not like, ooh, socialist is bad. I'm just saying... It's out there. Uh, we've got a debt problem in the United States on a consumer level, on a mortgage level, on a credit card level, on a government level. So, Toby, if I'm going to like almost depress you, I'm going to say, let's, let's think there's going to be some tougher times. And as you get to age 50, 55, I think that's really an important time for you to start coming up with an income plan in retirement. And it's one of the things CFP Chad Burton does so darn well. You want to avoid the 4% rule. It might not work for you um, if you have a portfolio that features high-risk investments. And th- that may be kind of where you're leaning. Of like, As long as I own Google and you said it's going to get 19% a year for the next foreseeable years, why do I need? Because Google also could crash. Go take a look at Yahoo. Go take a look at Excite.com. Take a look at some of the companies in the 1990s that were the first round of the Internet greatness. And then just Google, you know... Company, uh, internet companies that have died or gone away. There's plenty of them. I've got a friend on Facebook, and I almost laugh at his resume. He has his resume on Facebook. So it was like CEO, co-founder of blah, blah, blah. And I don't, he's Italian, so it's too easy to give away uh, his name and everything. But there's like 19 companies he's worked for, and I'm like, that's, that's starting to lose. So <clears throat> the 4% rule, when you tie it towards withdrawal rates, and it basically lets you, like you mentioned, increase the rate of you're basically fighting inflation inflation two to four percent a year and you're going to try to draw two to four percent a year so when you start saying that you're about six to seven percent and you could probably historically get seven to eight percent in the stock market pretty easily but then again there's also these years where 2000 i remember in march whew, that was a tough time because it didn't stop falling until 2002 and it, it felt literally like doing the show was, was painful. I would come on and go, markets are lower again today. Don't worry about it. Let's start taking a look at what you should do with your portfolio and then come back in the next day. Oh, it's another down day. But that was after the greatest run ever in the 1990s. So, Toby, if you're going to say, like, oh, I'm going to start in this year, I'm going to say, well, you got to give it, you got to spread that risk out over some time. And that's why a lot of people say have three years of cash on hand so that you don't have to go through that 2000 to 2002 period or that 2008 period where we just had crummy returns. And uh, that led to a nine-year bull market. So do I think the stock market always goes up? I don't know. It, 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 a lot of that's going to depend on like laws and regulations. Under a Trump administration, hell yeah, I think the market's going to move up because he's trying to deregulate everything. He's trying to make it easy for companies to make money. 
And he doesn't have to have Congress agree with him. He can do executive orders. Now, again, after nine years, are we due for a down year? Yeah. And you, you, you just said Trump is rolling back regulations, and that's good. And you know, tax cuts are good short term, but they're horrible long term. So I don't have a great answer for you, Toby. I think my answer is that I don't have an answer. It's not quite right, but it's, it's in the right vein. Tap in the vein. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Um, I found this kind of interesting. Uh, Walgreens CEO is buying stock. And again, this is a stock market. Oh, boy. You can get all sorts of stuff, right? But Walgreens CEO, Stefano Apicino, doesn't need to leave work to see his longtime partner, co-chief operating officer, Ornella Barra. Two self-described life partners have recently even traded stock with each other. They're buying each other's stock. Whoa. So that's going on. The two executives, both Italian-born citizens of Monaco, met three decades ago. A CEO love story. You don't find that very often in the news. Um, so Amazon's out there, and Walgreens is frightened. I personally, I'm not going to say Walgreens, CVS, and all of them are the same exact store, but they kind of blend in together in my head. Some of them are nicer than others. Like, I don't like going to Rite Aids. Don't know why. It's just a problem that I have. But, um, again, in the world of investing, how many dollars do you have? How many ticket punches? Warren Buffett once described the concept of buying stocks as you should treat it as you only get 20 ticket punches per, for your life. And then you might be a little bit more careful about the companies you buy. You might say, you know what? I do kind of like Visa. I know there's that company, PayPal, or... You know, another uh, identity verification, loss prevention kind of play. But I think you get the idea. A um, couple quick thoughts that I kind of want to end the segment with is start saving earlier. Don't fret about the size of your nest egg or the 4% roll or the 7% roll. Get your nest egg bigger, 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 bigger. Then start having your ideas on how you're going to draw it down and whether or not you're going to cheat yourself. But also know that inflation is going to get worse some years better than others. Accidents are going to be higher some years than others. Cost of things that you like are going to inflate. $29.99 for market stake per pound. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. So I'm watching a little television. We always have it on in TV. Seeing what's CNBC, what's Bloomberg saying kind of thing. And they show a little video of a Buckingham Palace guard trying to march into his Buckingham Palace kind of beef eater thing. People like to mess with these guys and get in front of them and see if he's going to walk over them. And I don't understand the world at times. Like, I really don't. Keep your hands to yourself. <laughs> see, it's the advice that I give again and again and again and again. Otherwise, I'll cut your hands off. It's the, it's the following punishment. That usually does it. Are you with me against me? So we got an interesting market, do we not? On a day-by-day basis, it's like, honestly, I just, 
the headlines coming out. And again, I, I, I don't know how much of it's fake news. I don't know how much of it's just manipulated. But the headlines just are they're tough to work with at times. You kind of feel like she loves me, she loves me not. She loves me, she loves me not. Like, it's getting a little frustrated. Just make a decision. Does she love you or not? Caution ahead of President Trump's trade meeting with the European Commission president. I saw one of those tweet headlines. And you know when I say tweet headline, I'm talking about Trump, right? Where he's kind of backing off the trade war pretty quickly. Like, hey, hey, not so fast, fast, not so fast. We're only kidding. I'm like, did I just see that or did... No. Thrilled to learn that Life on Mars, great David Bowie song, they found a big big chunk of water underneath Mars, and now I'm like, I know I'm going to retire. <laughs> It'll be cheap, because I'll be able to live for about 20 days on a one-way ticket. Elsewhere out there, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Most Americans prefer the stock market for long-term investments. But you got to look at it as, like, you really got to feel comfortable. And in stocks, do you go with large cap? Do you go with mid cap? Do you go with small cap? Do you go with growth? Do you go with value? Then you look at cash investments, and that's the one that drives me crazy. Although, I'll tell you what, emergency cash is great to have when you need it. I picked up another mortgage recently. And not a great investment. And my thought is that my cash flow is hurting. My vacation time is going up. My relaxation time is going up. My I don't have to plan things as much as going up. But my cash flow is going down. So I have to look at my stock portfolio. I have to look at my cash. Then I say, how much real estate do I have? How much equity do I have? How much debt do I have? This is good stuff. You hear CFP Chad Burton talk all the time about e-money and apps that can watch your investments and such. You should have a pretty good clue of where you are. And I use apps. I'm Bank of America, easy pleasing on my phone. TD Ameritrade, easy pleasing on my phone. You know, Robinhood or what other uh, what other other apps? Learnvest, um, Credit Karma. Those are some of the financial apps I've seen and used. Millennials need to be invested in stocks for their retirement account because they have time. And yet one in three, one in four prefer cash. A little less than one in four, about one in five prefer real estate. Best way for you to own real estate, in my opinion, are what are called REITs, real estate investment trusts. But I want you to own the publicly traded REITs, not the stuff that Lucia used to push the private REITs. The private REITs, which you don't know. Uh, you can get into a situation where, let's say King Bobby wants to have a private real estate investment trust. And I say, well, I'm really good at picking real estate, so you find me money, you give me money, and I'll buy real estate for us, and later on we'll share the profits. The kickbacks on people who can find money, which is what it should be called, the rainmaker. So when you heard Lucia say, hey, I got a private REIT that yields 9%, Well, he doesn't say it yields 9%. He says, you're going to get 9% back. Or he's like, "Uh, maybe there's 9% fees involved. That's what it is. So you give him $100,000, and he's pulling in $9,000 in commissions for his company and for himself. That's pretty egregious. 
So be careful on real estate. I prefer publicly traded REITs versus private REITs. Private REITs have the big fat commission. Publicly traded REITs don't. Publicly traded REITs are monitored by the SEC with filings. And they file paperwork, whereas a private REIT, they don't file anything. So be careful on people who you know, promise you big returns on real estate. Because uh, typically they're, they're in on the transaction or they're in on the commission. And that, my friend, is a tough way to make money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. We're all different investors. We all will pass away. Um, CEO of Fiat Chrysler dies at age 66 due to complications from shoulder surgery. That's the thing I can't get over. That's like a bad episode of um, ER or bad episode. What's the Dr. Dreamy one? Um, You get the idea. It's Grey's Anatomy. Um, Your your grandfather died. I'm so sorry for the past. Was it it natural? No, he was having soldier surgery. I decided to. I told him we must do soldier surgery. And he dies from shoulder surgery? Yes, yes. Tough way to go. Anyhow, and anyway, Life on Mars. Best David Bowie song, in my opinion. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.